Chad, welcome to um, the uh, Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> so uh, you've won a contest and you've gotten your chance to um, speak in front of a microphone with me about Candid Things. Um, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> I have no idea. How do, how do we decide how we do this most of the time? I don't know. We'd sit down for a couple minutes and say, I don't know. F it and let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. What's relevant? What's most relevant at this moment? <laughs> and it's true, right? Oh my gosh. A little, well, a, a little secret yeah. of how we figure out um, fictional athletic trainers. Yeah. It's what, ha- what happened on Twitter lately? Um, Whatever. Um, yeah. What did happen on Twitter lately? Anything fun? I'll tell you what. This week, the community, you guys have all brought it really strong this week. Uh, both Bring in terms on. of. How much you're listening, yeah, and how much you're sharing, and it's been yeah. great. This this has been really exciting to see how fast we continue to grow. Um, the hot topic this week, uh, which must have been the uh, one of the better parts of last week's episode, we we got on a ten minute tangent about spray bottles, and it turned into a a, a good healthy discussion on Twitter it, all week. I felt like it did. We've got a we even got a video. Spray versus stream. <laughs> we had a poll up. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna follow us on social media, it's candid underscore ATC. That's Again, important. this is the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. You are in the right place. It is, it is. My name's Chad and I'm talking with Kevin. That's my name. Um so the poll was do you prefer to spray <laughs> like a mist? Or do you prefer stream mode on the bottle? Eighty-three percent said they prefer the mist. Seventeen percent said they prefer the stream. But yeah. I will say this: the streamers—they <laughs> are really adamant about yeah, streaming. Are. I like the stream. Uh, they were very forthright that that is the way to go. Heck yeah! Um, I'm not gonna lie, Kevin. Because of you, I did try this. You're good. And it's not half bad. (laughs) (laughs) It works, I guess. Um, So, I mean... How far did you get? How far did you get? Did you you stand on the other side of the room and give a couple squirts? See if you could hit that table? No, no, I got two tables over. (laughs) You know what? There's some friendly fire there, though. Yeah, there is. You can can really catch someone. See, the way the the athletic training room is set up at UW-Milwaukee, I would, I mean, I would stand in the hallway and where all the office, like where all your offices are, mm. and I would try to hit the table. That's so you're gonna go perpendicular way. to the table. I might see. I what where I did like stream is standing at the end of a table and going parallel to the length of the table, the long way of the table. I couldn't <sighs> do because I would just feel like there's so too much spray landing in between tables. What on the carpet, cleaning the carpet, sanitizing the carpet yeah. that all your dirty athletes are walking yeah. up. <laughs> well, plus. If you're, if you're so far up where the pillows would be, then you're spraying over the top of some electrical machinery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's fine. There's you don't use them cons. anyways. What's that? You don't use them I anyways. I don't use them anyways. That's true. So that was the hotbed topic. We got another 10-minute tangent about spray bottles. That's we might good. have one more in us. Oh, there's definitely more. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of a big conversation. Um, I did have another, another meltdown at 
I wouldn't say meltdown. That's the wrong word. <laughs> I had one of those days earlier this week where I yeah. was trying to sit in my office and get some notes done. Sure. And traditionally, I spend most mornings um, by myself. Most of the <laughs> other athletic trainers work afternoon, but I actually kind of cover most of the mornings. Yep. And it just happened to be like this week. I mean, I must have sent 40 kids um, over to our health center because everyone was coming down with cold cough flu. Sure. I mean, it was out of control epidemic. CCP. It was like Outbreak. Yeah. It was, remember that movie, Outbreak? Yeah, Morgan I do. Morgan Freeman? Monkeys. The, yeah. Watch out. Um, but it was Don't just like, you. I would sit down to, I'd sit down to do something and it would be like within a minute or two. And so I put out there, what's the Chad? longest you can go yeah. without being interrupted at work? And Ooh. I mean, it was anywhere from zero to 15 minutes. That's a good one. Yeah, so maybe we'll dive into that at some point, but it just came up this week. That, I mean, I would, that's why sometimes I would save a crap ton of work until just the very end of my day, because it would be um, silent. It would, like, be me and the clubhouse guy, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I knew he wasn't going to bother me, and I would just get, I'd be able to get a lot of stuff done. Nice. So, but, but it would. Cut into my sleepy time. I saw somebody that um, said they they are dedicating one hour uninterrupted to it, some point throughout the day. Okay. So good luck with that. Good. One luck. hour uninterrupted. As an athletic trainer. Yep, I'm not quite sure. There's a lot of people that would kill for that job. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to cover anything else before we get into this lovely episode forty? Episode forty. This is we coming, are officially a man. This is coming out November 11th. Yeah. So the only other thing is, I wanted to quick ask you, 11-11. Yeah. Are you like one of those people, like 11-11, make a wish, or like number, you know sequen- like number sequences on a clock or something? Yeah, 11-11 was, yeah, I mean, that was a big, I, I don't know, whenever I saw it, yeah, I'd make a little wish. Yeah, I it was, was It was usually for a higher salary. Maybe we should put that <laughs> for a higher <laughs> salary. I'm going to put that up. Are you an 11-11 wisher? Mm-hmm. We're going to put that poll up here. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, uh, I just thought it was cool. 11-11, all those dates, you know. It will be 11-11, 11-11-19. 1, 2, 3, 4, whatever it might be. Pi day. Yeah. <laughs> May 4th. Be with you. May 4th, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I wish on eleven eleven. I'll do. I'll I'll make a wish when this comes out. Yeah, we hope that everyone and has a great Monday. Everybody that listens to our podcast or had a great Monday <laughs> at least tells one person to listen to their po- to our podcast. And if they say, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it," you take their phone, you steal their phone, and you press play on our latest episode, and you make them listen to it because they'll like it. Man, I don't know why you wouldn't. Right. At bare minimum, hit that little download spot so yeah, that they can listen it. to it later. Don't use all your data. Um, just most of it. Yeah, just most of it. Uh, let's get into this episode, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Where are we, where are we going to start this top episode? Five. Do, do you want to start with top five? Yeah. Okay. Shocking. Give me a top five. Top five. Um, we're going to, we polled 100 athletes. And the athletes were asked this. Okay. Your athletic trainer works with 
blank number of people per day. Okay. That one's easy. So what just is... Numbers. Yeah, just yeah. numbers. Um, seven, 10, 40, because it's episode 40, 17, and then 25, because there's generally 25 guys on a baseball roster. You said seven, 10, 10 40, 40, 17, 17, 25, 25. I hope I did not get a single one of them because there's a lot of numbers out there. You didn't. There's a lot. You had a tough, tough options there. Probability of that was real tough. I'm really hoping one is somewhere on that top five. Um, nope. Okay. Here we go. Give me, give it to me. Uh, in fifth place. Yep. Oh my God! I didn't. I didn't even do this right. All right, with eight. With eight yep. Yeah, no, I did it. I did it right. <laughs> what you did? You didn't count right. Like what? I mean. Well, no. <laughs> usually, when there's an answer, and then I write how many answers. Okay. That got. Yeah. And here I just have thirty-two. I'm like in fifth place with thirty-two. Well, that's the answer. But how many people said thirty-two? So I quick panicked in my mind. <laughs> eight people said thirty-two. Okay. 32. That's a lot of people. It's specific. Yeah. I wonder if that's... A roster. That's a roster size. Yeah. Uh, so eight people said 32. I bet you that is maybe soccer. Maybe. It could be college baseball. That's usually 35, but you don't have to carry that. True. Uh, in fourth place... <laughs> with eight votes. <laughs> so this was a tie. Yeah. 100 athletes. 100 That's the guess. million dollars. Maybe an athlete, high school athletic trainer has a, 100 kids, yeah. you know, filtering through. Dang. That's a lot. It's a tough day. Dang. Um, in third place with 10 votes. Yep. 20 athletes. Okay. Much more manageable. Much Actually, more the than most, 100. Actually, the most manageable of these top five. Oh, all right. Spoiler. <laughs> um, in second place, with 12 votes, 50 athletes per day. Man. And in first place, with 13 votes, 30. Okay. 30 athletes per day was the most popular vote. So 30, 30-ish is probably the most popular. So we had 30, we had perception. 32. Yep, 30 and 32 both made the top five. 20, 50, and 100. So I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's research out there um, that has evidence of. <laughs> there's no evidence-based anything. What? Uh, so you know how there's a lot of talk all the time about like student-to-teacher ratio? Yeah. Athlete-to-athletic-trainer ratio. Yeah. I have that on our list of possible feature topics. Yeah. What would be an appropriate one? We can get into that a little bit here, but I think we can take a deeper dive at another time. One-on-one, -on -one, base salary of $300,000. <laughs> Super realistic. Super realistic. Um, that's your, yeah, wor that's just, your world now, though. Oh, totally you're my on world. A, you're on a you're on a one one yeah. situation. Working on the 300000 <laughs> <laughs> Working on the three. The podcast hasn't hit that high yet. <laughs> it's going to. We're right around the corner. Um, but it it does bring up, you know, the perception from an athlete, an athlete's side. How many 
how many students or how many athletes am, is my athletic trainer working with? You know, I'm surprised some of, I'm surprised there weren't, were there, was there any answers of like two? Like one the, person said one, one parentheses, only me. So one athlete only. out there thinks that they're the only person that their athletic trainer maybe. could or should work with. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe it's a pipe dream. I don't know. Other really, really, I guess on the low end, uh, one person said eight. Sure. Um, 15, 12. So those were the low end. Everything else was 20 or more. So very yeah, few easy. in that small setting. Yeah. I mean, and I, I would think if you really are impacting a hundred different athletes every single day you're working with a hundred different athletes every single day there needs to be multiple athletic trainers there that's ridiculous for quality if you want quality care that's way too many even if it's like you taped 30 people and then you uh did treatment on 15 and then you rehabbed six i mean already it's like that's too many it's too many athletes What's what's the most you've done? I, I honestly like the the largest roster I probably ever had was probably upper twenties, maybe thirty, maybe September, like September, October, October I mean, call ups. But even that, like you're not working with yeah. every one of those guys. Yeah, because there's right? there was three of you, and then or four of you. So I would say the busiest I probably ever was would be like my first year in the minor leagues. I had like four or five guys that were on like long-term rehabs. And then I was getting most of the team together, like to get ready for whatever, uh, batting practice game, this and that. Um, maybe actually treating and working with, I want to say upper teens of guys, you know, and that would be stretching most of the pitchers before they go out to, play catch, you know, doing some tape jobs, the rehabs to right before the game, you know, making sure guys are getting their little nuances that they need to get. Um, yeah, maybe 15 to 18 guys Wow, is probably like the most I ever had to deal with, but it was just me and those guys. Like I, I didn't have multiple sports. I didn't have this. It was just one roster I had to deal with. So, I mean, spring training, ah, but then there's like, God, there were like nine of us athletic trainers to Mm -hmm. handle the 175 guys. So, and you're hoping it's even, and it's not always, it's never, never it's never going to be even, but you hope it's close. There's some, there's some people that don't like to work hard. And so therefore they avoid treating people. There's people that athletes gravitate towards. There's people that want to treat everybody. There's. You know, gosh, you know, there was a there was a rash of really young players that got hurt or that need treatment. Well, they should go see the athletic trainer that's probably going to be working with them later that year. So why would they come to the AAA guy when they're probably going to be in a rookie ball? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I've had the other end. I've had where it's been pretty loaded up. Yeah. You know, the college setting, working yeah, multiple yeah. sports. Uh, I think – at, at its worst, um, the last two years, um, th- now 
I'm just going to give you roster sizes. Clearly yeah. not every single person came in for this, but like cross country men's and women's um, would be, that'd be how I start my day. That's a roster of 30 to 35. Yeah. Um, and then go to baseball, <coughs> baseball college roster, 35. Yeah. So that right there you're at 60 70. to 65, maybe 70. Yeah. And then I was splitting track with another athletic trainer. Right. And the track roster, the track itself, you know, just your sprinters, jumpers, throwers, whatever, whatever. Non-distance is, people. Yeah, your non-distance, because I'm not going to double count them. Nope. Um, was probably 40 to 50. Right. So and if I'm splitting that evenly, yeah, that's another 20 to 25. So I can see that that. I guess roster size of a hundred out of those hundred, how many am I physically, was I physically putting my hands on every day? I would, I would venture 40 to 50, probably half. Yeah. Even if it was just a quick, Hey, can you stretch my hamstring? Right. Something throughout the day, some sort of consult, whatever. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I can see where the numbers get, get up that way. And that's, that's the division one level. So I'm still trying to give them, you know, a pretty thorough service. Like I can't even imagine the high school athletic trainers where you got one person covering every sport. Kudos to you all. I know you make, you make it work, right? You make, yeah. Yeah. It's, and obviously it's not seven different sports, hopefully going on at one time. It's probably three or four. Yeah. It's not just two. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely not one. The moral of the story is, the ro- shrink the rosters, <laughs> shrink the roster size. No, hire more athletic trainers. Yeah. Pay more athletic trainers. Yeah. So that your athletes get better care. Absolutely. So cool. Uh, and again, we can we can make that a full fledged topic if we if we you all have. would like us to. You all, the listeners, y'all want us to cover that. Let us know. We're open y- to y'all. Right on our social media y'all, page. You hear? You hear? Okay, Kevin. Yes, Chad. Let's do some FMK. Okay. Um, we're going to go Rice Krispies today. <laughs> All right? And by that, I mean your athletes are always, when they come in with something new, they're always super specific with you, right? Like a new Rice Krispie treat? A new Rice Krispie treat. Okay. Hey, Kevin, my shoulder pops. Okay. Or my hip snaps. Yep. Or I have this crackle. <laughs> See where we're going with this? Oh. Snap, crackle, pop. Snap, crackle, pop. So the athlete that comes in complaining of one of these said, uh, I guess, would you call them, are they symptoms? Are they? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Description, description words. Descriptive terms. What, yeah. yeah. When they come in and give you one of these terms, you have to F1, marry one, kill one. Okay. So I'm going to kill snap. I'm going to stop you right there okay. and say, I don't remember the last time you went first in this category, so I'm very appreciative because I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm just going for it. So you, what did you gonna, say? You're I'm going to kill, kill the snap because the first thing I think of when I hear, like you said, snapping hip, right? Yeah. So that's, a, that's a pretty common one. But my first thing is like something snapped, like, but my ulna is in half right now. Like that, my first thought goes to 
a pretty gross fracture. Mm. So I'm going to kill that because you don't want that. I just don't want that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to F the crackle <laughs> because the crackle reminds me of like the word itself is just sounds. Funny. <laughs> um, I get a lot of shocker. People come to me for shoulder stuff a lot. Um, and they always ask me like, why does my shoulder make this noise? Like when I move it like this, like it doesn't hurt, but it just always makes this noise. Mm-hmm. And that's my crackle. Yeah. Right. It's this like noise, this little click, almost click, more like click, a click, click, clack, 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 clack. Like it's, it's a crackling noise in a joint. It's, and trying to figure out why that happens sometimes is a little frustrating because it can be so many different things. Um, so I don't want to deal with it all the time, but every once in a while, it's kind of nice to like walk somebody through, or maybe you, you release somebody's subscap and they're like, Oh, my shoulder doesn't crack anymore. What's that about? Okay. The pop though, I'm going to marry it because for the most part, whenever somebody describes pop, it's like, all right, I know what it is probably. Right? Like, I felt my knee pop. Okay. You, you probably tore a ligament. Like I felt my hamstring pop. Okay. You probably tore your hamstring. Like there's it. It's one of the few like description words that I feel like leads to an easy diagnosis most of the time. So that's why I'm going to marry it. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. Um, There was nothing sexual about any of that. It, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. <laughs> we usually turn this into a dirty segment, and I'm I'm probably I'm going mean, to be right there with you. And it's I, but I've it's been snapping and crackling and popping, and I didn't make any of that sexual. <laughs> <laughs> On comes Chad. No, I'm not going to either. I'm going to follow. I'm going to pretty much follow suit with you. All right. Uh, I'm going to kill the crackle. Okay. Because I do think. Um, the other two, snapping and popping, are way more straightforward. Sure. Um, so I want, the crackle is like, oh, this is not even going to be a real thing. Yeah. You just, you just are killing my time. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's like the athlete's like, well, can you? No, I can't necessarily explain it all the time either. No, you can't. Right? Like it could be just some air moving around in your joint. Yeah. It could be, it could be any number of things. Yeah. Um, do, do I have the x-ray vision yet? No. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I can't help you. It's on back order. Um, so I want to kill the crack, the cracks. Okay. The crackles. Um, I, I really do agree with you. The snapping, um, kind of lends itself more towards some sort of bone structure, um, hard tissue yeah. and popping is more of that soft tissue injury. Yeah. I think they're both pretty straightforward. Um, I just don't like fractures. Like yeah. gross fractures to me. It's just like, ah, I, I just don't want to deal with them. Yeah. I, I don't either. I put, um, here's I, the fist. Come on, come on yeah. down EMT. <laughs> I will, um, I'll F the snapping. Okay. If it happens every once in a while, I'll deal with it. Sure. Um, it will be straightforward, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and we'll marry the pops, like you said. I think a majority of our job is uh, where we can help people um, kind of talk them through these injuries. 
Because usually if they come in with some with a pop, they may or may not be functional still, and you need to kind of um, disseminate some information to them. Kind of, I I don't even know if I use that word correctly to be honest. Disseminate, but like you're trying to give them the all the facts. You know, can you can you continue? Can you not continue? Yeah. If it's an ACL, you probably shouldn't continue, but you still may have function. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a UCL, um, can you do everyday life activities? Yeah, probably. Yep. Can you throw a baseball 95 with arm side run downhill? <laughs> no, probably not. You probably shouldn't even try. Yeah. You know, so talking through those scenarios, I actually like, I like, I, mm-hmm. as I get older in this profession, I really like the, um, the consultant, the yeah, just giving them all the more. information and letting you know be like, okay, here's here's your options, here's where I think you're at for sure. Um, so I'm going to marry the pops because I think that comes up the most. You know, if if a snap happens, I'll tell you what happened, but you're not going to like it, and there's really not much more to it. True. So um, pop lock and drop it. Pop lock and drop next week's <laughs> FMK pop lock and drop. Um, okay. I, I mean, pretty straightforward for both of us. And totally. I don't really think we can, can. No. Do you want to take another stab at making that dirty somehow? Uh, there's there's a... Nope, I don't. Okay. It's a PG, PG episode today. Um, so, fictional athletic trainer, Ruby Ruby Roo. Ruby Ruby Roo! Um, Scooby-Doo. Cast the Scooby-Doo. Yeah, we had it on right? in the, uh, the cartoons this morning. Or yeah. not this morning, this week. In Love the athletic it. training room. Yeah. So, so it was fun. Um, obviously, Scooby, Shaggy, Daphne, Fred, and Velma. Um, foiled again. Oof. Foiled again. That that darn professor always dressing up like a wolf, scaring people. Um, you know which my favorite episodes were, though? Sure. The ones where they had Batman and Robin on with Scooby-Doo. Oh, absolutely. If there was a Batman and Robin Scooby-Doo episode. Oh my god. I was I mean, it made my whole week. Absolutely. I so Scooby-Doo was my along with Batman in the animated series. It there must have been a time on I I want to say channel 17 was the the channel here, but it was probably like TBS or something. Um, where Scooby Doo came on, right when I got home from school, and then animated series, Batman the animated series was right nice. after. I, so like it was definitely my after school programming. Scooby, 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 Scooby Doo. Why would he make a good athletic trainer or bad one? Uh, I think he would. Oh boy, the first thing that I think so he's of, a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> so. I think I think the best quality of Scooby is he uses all of his senses. Yes, he does. His taste, his smell, et cetera, yep. et cetera. And I think the more quality athletic trainer uses all of their senses yep. as well. How about that for insight? Oh, man. I, I just pulled that right out of the you-know-what. You are rocking this. So I think, you know, like, use your sense of touch, use your listening skills, et cetera, et cetera. I think Scooby could do that. Yeah, but I mean, speaking of sense of touch, though, he has no thumbs. That's okay. That's all right. He'll make do. He could. I mean, it's, he's really good. He could probably drag somebody off the field, though, with mm-hmm. his mouth. Uh, he's super, a big dog. He's super inquisitive. Dog. Super inquisitive. 
he kind of stumbles into like solutions to things every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost a happy accident, but there are no happy accidents, right? You know, you gotta if if you're prepared, um, and then some luck comes along every once in a while. It's they meet together, and that's what that's when this happy accident happens. Um, I think that's Scooby I, in a nutshell. I will say he, he's funny. He and Shaggy both can be a little timid and or scared. Ooh, they can. Um, so kind of like the um, prospective athletic trained student, maybe that field work student, we would call him in our program, the field yeah. work student who's trying to get into the athletic training education program, who wants to just stand and look and observe and doesn't really want to. Yes. He just wants to catch it from afar, and you can't do that. They are. Uh, him and Shaggy are. They're kind of scaredy cats. Yep. Right? Um, and lastly, uh, with with Scooby and a little bit Shaggy, I mean, the eating, oh, the snacking. Good call. They're forgot about that. They're going to huh? They're going to need a lot of meal prep. A Scooby lot of snacks. Scooby snacks. Huh? Their kit's going to be stock full of snacks. So that, it might uh, actually be the best kit around. That might be the best kit around. Yeah, nothing but Scooby snacks all yeah. the time. Huh. They're, they're dry- but they're definitely they're definitely gonna kill the snap because they don't want to deal with some fractured ulnas. Nope. Or tibias. Um Yeah. So speaking of Shaggy, yeah, he is gosh, him and Scooby are just like two peas in a pod. One's a human, one's a dog. What has Shaggy got other than opposable thumbs that could separate him from Scooby? Some facial got a hair. crazy voice. Yeah. Oh. Um. Zoinks. Zoinks. Uh, Casey Kasem was the voice of Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. which everybody that had the pleasure of listening to him on the radio back in the day. Top forty. I mean, Casey Kasem. That's kind of where my, I get my voice from, right? My I hear hey, it. welcome to the Canada Athletic Training. I mean, that's Casey Kasem. It, I hear it's it. Kind of part of it. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I don't know. Shaggy's just kind of. I think Scooby. Shaggy might be in last place for me. Oh my gosh! Uh, of course he God. is. I'm if trying. I'm trying to figure out he's something the that's positive. <laughs> he is very lazy. He's the laziest. Um, he's got that big head of hair. It's yeah. always getting in his way. I, I don't. I can't think of a single thing that would make me go. <laughs> oh, the slow sauntering walk. Um, nope. I'm I'm out on Shaggy as. Yeah. Sorry, I mean Shaggy, and you know what? Like, did you ever, um, did you ever see like the new Scooby Doo movies, or like the last one I saw was the one with Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard. I I never saw those. I think wasn't there just one, or was there two? I think there were a couple. Yeah. Oh, I saw the first one. I don't know if I saw the second one. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, Shags, you're you're kind of out. So Daphne. Then, Daphne. What do you got on Daphne? I mean, she's she's kind of fearless. She, you she's, know what? She wants to prove. Well, both her and Velma's the Velma, super smart one, right? Yeah, Velma's like Velma's the, the, the one with the glasses. Yeah, smart. Um, she's got a lot of determination too. She does, but Daphne is definitely like she had no hesitation walking into a room that might be scary Correct. if it meant 
I need to, we need to figure out who's scaring all these little kids. Yeah. She, she was the more, well, yeah, I think both, I think both ladies were the, the two most fearless. Yeah. I think they both were like, yeah, we're going to take care of it. We don't care. Um, so I think that's a positive. Um, Velma was the smarter of the two, but she always lost her glasses. Correct. Always lost And she her was kind of always like searching for her glasses. That would be like the athletic trainer constantly losing their keys. You know, like the athletic yeah. trainer, they can't get into their athletic training room because they lost their keys. Yeah. Or... Or losing your glasses, and then you can't see anything that's going on. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, as smart as she was, she was kind of forgetful. She was. She was actually pretty forgetful. Um, I think, and then, like, uh, Daphne, though, like, had this... She seemed to be the one that got the group in trouble a little bit more. Like, she was... Because she was like, yeah, let's go in this room. Yep. Like, let's let's go ride and the then, scary roller coaster. And then she always turned into the damsel in distress yeah, kind of thing. She'd she get, would. She'd get she captured, would. and then somebody else, they'd have to... Ooh, she would. A little bit. And then comes Fred. Fred. And comes Fred. Charging after her. Now, Fred... Organized. Yeah. Thoughtful. Um, maybe a little brash. Maybe a little bit. He kind of like maybe a little. No, nah, I wouldn't say arrogant, but like I think maybe he overthought his own abilities. Ah, uh, sure. I mean, he's kind of like. I don't want to. He's not. He's the kind of the leader, like. But he liked telling people that he was the leader. He was kind of a little mm-hmm. bit. We'll call it bossy, mm-hmm. maybe. Um. Kind of. Wanted things to go his way every once in a while, but then I, needed. I got a question. Swift kick from Velma and be like, "Hey, no, you're wrong." Um, what's the question? I was kind of as you're talking about him being the leader. Yeah, and then also I was trying to think of things for Shaggy. Did one of them always drive the mystery machine? I think Fred was, always drove. Fred always drove, so he was that was like his role. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure he's in charge Fred of transportation. Drove. Yeah. Um, he was also a little like, you know how like Scooby and Shaggy would always try to leave. Like they would like, Oh, this is scary. Yeah. They, I'm out of here. They like Fred would always up. be like, Nope, you're staying. Yeah. <laughs> and they always would split up. They would always split up. I don't get it. <sighs> Never split up. No. Gosh. And don't go hide in the barn in the middle of the, you know, countryside yeah, those with all the everywhere now. <laughs> I know, man. Right? <laughs> um, I think, but it so the mystery machine though. Would the mystery machine make a good athletic trainer's vehicle? I think it would. I think there's storage right? in there. Storage. Yeah. You got plenty of room for not only the coolers and your kits, but your friends and a nap. <laughs> a nap. Um, if you decked it out the right way, you could like, you can make a little like, um almost home away from home <laughs> yeah you could park it up in the parking lot you know and maybe you got out really late and you got a, a day game the next day like hey just sleep in the mystery machine <laughs> <laughs> what 
which lately has been very popular amongst the minor league baseball players. That Sleeping at the park? With. They would, no, they would like, a couple guys bought like sprinter vans. Oh. And just made them into like little mobile homes. Nice. Instead of like renting an apartment. Sure. They just do that. Why not? It's pretty interesting. Spending I mean, and some of them have done a pretty darn good job making those spending things. Spending minimal amount of time there anyways, I bet. Yeah. You're just really just sleeping. And so, why not? Um, what do you got? I Who's f- the, who out of out of the cast of Scooby Doo? Who do you think? Uh, man, I'm going to say that. Um, I'm gonna go with Velma. You're going Velma. Yep, I think smarty the, pants. Yeah, regardless of how much she loses her glasses, she's <laughs> she's the most composed. She's the most logical. Okay. Um, she's got that, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, no matter what, uh-huh. roll your sleeves up and just do it uh-huh. mentality. Um, so that's, um, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I am going to go with Scooby. Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah. Totally going with Scooby. Cause you know what? I love me some Scooby-Doo and he's the main character. So I want him. You, you, <laughs> he's funny. He's yours. He's a dog and I love dogs. So. That's what we got. You okay. want to talk about some tape let's, jobs? Let's do some tape jobs. All right, tape jobs. Here we go. Oh, Chad. Yeah. What's the uh, craziest thing you've ever had to tape? Do you know? Uh, personally? Yeah. Um, yeah, some, we had this up on our social media and somebody else had said something similar. I'm sorry, I don't remember offhand. I'll, I'll look for it as we talk through this. But I once had a baseball player who needed a cup held in place because they didn't oh, have a jock strap. There you go. So I, I had to wrap that thing on there good and tight. Nice. Yeah, uh-huh. for a catcher. What'd you use? Stretch tape. Stretch tape? Just like standard stretch tape? Or did you use like PowerFlex? One inch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I used standard stretch tape. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I use three inch. Yeah. yeah. I'd imagine he's three inch. Um, I also remember faintly. Yeah. Having a bus stop on the f- side of the freeway. Okay. Because of a mirror problem, and I had to tape some part of a mirror. I don't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> so, like, I think one of out. the one of the side mirrors. Sure. Was like blowing around. And I need to kind of tape it. In place, so what? So of they, course you did. Yeah, those are the two things that really st- stood out to me when I thought about what's out of the norm. Yep. Um, I once made um, shower sandals. What? Out of tape. How? Basically, I took so the guy's shower sandal broke, so like it oh. would obviously wouldn't stay on his foot. So I made a just an arch or like the the part that goes over your the front of your foot like your forefoot, oh. like I just made it out of tape. Could you though just tape the bottom of the foot? Ah, it's a, I don't, it's a barrier. I, I mean, it, you I just think need it's, a barrier. Like, I know. Just be like, show me your feet. Here you go. White tape strips along the bottom of the foot. Would that not work? Uh, I think when they got wet, they would fall off. <laughs> you well, look you at could, me like you could oh, just yeah. do that and then go around the foot. <laughs> sure. 
Or I could have just fixed his sandal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking if you like if you had somebody that lost their so- sure. shower sandals. Yes. You needed I, I, something. You know what? And there was I had a couple guys that would like, oh my god, I forgot my sandals, and then they would like steal somebody else's. And I was like, that's kind of defe- defeating almost some of the purpose. Like, make sure you wash those things pretty well. Um, I do think we got a lot of pretty awesome responses on the old Twitterverse. Yeah. Um, fun, oh my fun gosh, stories, we got a lot. fun conversations. Yes. Somebody had to tape a chicken. Some, <laughs> some chicken. A chicken. Some, somebody had to tape my a chicken athlete, leg. My athlete didn't get hurt, but my chicken uh-huh. broke their leg. Can you put that thing back in place? Yeah, here, let me tape that. Mm. Um, chemical burns. Um, nipple band-aids. Nipple band-aids. Um, somebody, somebody was covering a professional lingerie football game and had to uh, basically tape everything that was exposed. Yep. Which is pretty much everything. Sports bras. <laughs> sports bras. Camera tripods. I mean, I think... Multiple um, sports bras here. Yeah. We all... I don't know. Like, we all have learned how to use traditional white tape for everything. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember one year when I was a very young athletic trainer... And I was moving. And I mean, I did not use packing tape, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I, I closed every one of my boxes with white tape. Sure. Because I had an excessive amount of white tape at my house. Yeah. And I was like, well, might as well just use this we all had, the time. Yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, I think I probably have. Oh, I guarantee you have. Yeah. Right? Guarantee you have closed boxes with white tape before. And they're sitting in your attic right now. Probably had to look, yeah. We had a lot of people who said they had to fashion um, rope or laces yeah, um, for either football pads or shoelaces Shoes. or whatever, So, which I can admit one, I've never done. One, one guy had to, or gal, I think it was a guy, um, had to relace a baseball glove. A baseball glove. A baseball glove with tape. And I think he said it was just for practice. CJ, TJ Hess. CJ relaced a baseball glove for practice, and it worked. Which, congratulations, CJ. I'm proud of you. Um, I think, like, I would not trust that much longer than just the practice. But that would be hard. That would take a long time. Yep. I don't know. if Do you ever, have you ever relaced a glove? Nope. Yeah, have we had this conversation on on air before? Nope. No. No. I love it. You, you I love I I it's actually one of my favorite things to do as an as an athletic trainer in baseball. I loved fixing gloves. Huh. It like there was something like almost therapeutic about it to me. A lot of people hate it cuz it can be really confusing. But I always I always took a lot of like joy and a guy would hand me his glove during the game and be like, "Hey, this broke. Do you think you can get this fixed?" And I'd be like, yeah, totally can. That's uh, most of our players do it themselves. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just never. Did. I think it's a it's think... a very valuable like skill if you're a baseball player to know how to fix your own glove. Like, do not rely on your athletic trainer. My, <laughs> I mean, so many of my guys would rely on me, um, or like Dan. Like Dan, Dan's the one that taught me how to do it. 
um, release a glove, not, not the other thing. Um, and then I had a couple players. The hardest glove to release is a catcher's mitt, though. Some of those can get gnarly Intri- in how intricate. they're, like, laced. You're almost kind of like, what were you thinking? Why? Why'd you do this? Yeah. There's got to be a reason. But anyway. Um, going back through here, we had golf cart beds. Um, how about this? Oh, here. You had to create a belt out of Elasticon. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's pretty solid. You can make a good belt out of some Elasticon. Uh, yep. That's yeah. some strong stuff there. How about the um, the mannequins, the skeletal models when oh, they fall yeah. apart? Oh, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you have to throw some tape on one oh, of those things? Ricardo. Yeah. Our friend Ricardo, um, his son um, has a sippy cup. Yep. And so uh, his his son would like to open uh, the sippy cup at the restaurant and spill it everywhere. So he just power right. flexed it closed so that they couldn't do that. Yeah, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna spill that thing on my watch, kid. How about so going along your bus ride? Um, Sammy Wilson, she taped the cover to a light back up because it fell down on her, on her intern, which I'm sorry, intern, but don't sue anybody. But what I find most interesting is that the next bus trip, the tape was still there. Was oh. the, was the tape still on the mirror on the next bus trip? I have no, I have no <laughs> clue. There's probably infinite amount of things on some of those buses that should be taped right? or fixed. Um, the rattling. Oh, God, the rattling. The front door. So the wind many blowing rattles. on the freeway is rattling and rattling and rattling. Oh, my God. Yeah, our buses are breaking down. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I do not miss a bus how about, at all. How about, did you see Melissa Kalfa? Uh, Melissa Kalfa, me. who is, um, it looks like North Dakota State University volleyball. Okay. Um said, I didn't tape it, because what? But a kid who had mono asked if they could tape their spleen. <laughs> sure. So it wouldn't get hurt while playing. Yeah, totally can. The old spleen Here tape you go. job. Yep. More shoes. All right, so the elephant in the room, to me. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I think this is where you're <laughs> Yeah. We had not one, but three people talk about taping an ankle bracelet, like an ankle monitoring bracelet, like house, house arrest, house arrest bracelet. Yeah. Devices. Have you ever had to do that? No, me neither. No, it's interesting though. But here's we had a, here's three a simpler people. solution. Basketball, some football. I mean, I could see, I could see that thing being pretty annoying if I'm a football player or a basketball player. And like there'd be some, Maybe some blistering if it's moving around. So maybe you need to pad the inside. Maybe you need to hold it in place. Well, and then also just what's like, worse than that when it's going off. <laughs> when it's, if it if it's going off in the middle game? of the game. No, 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 no. Like, don't worry about it. I call. I called my parole officer. Everything's fine. <laughs> or the parole That's officer. Not funny. Parole office officer. That's crazy though. Shows I ne- up. I never would have guessed that. We had some athletic trainers out there that were taping up some ankle bracelets. How about the femoral laceration on the back? Oh my leg god! Leg of a horse on a horse. Taped it up. Oh, big gulp cup. Oh, so Tania, 
I, I hope I'm pronouncing that name right, Tania McKinney. I taped my big gulp cup after I accidentally poked the straw through a bit, and it has a, it had a slow leak. I had just filled it up. I To be honest, if I didn't have anything else to put my drink in, I would have done the same thing. You know, you just filled up your big gulp. That's a dollar thirty nine. I, <laughs> I ain't wasting that big gulp. Good for you. Way to be resourceful. Yep. Uh, practice dummy to get them to stand up straight. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Ankle monitoring more. Aaron Ritchie, our friend Aaron Ritchie said, uh, I had a soccer player get hit in the junk during a game when I said, I can only tell you to take a break and let it calm down. The athlete's response was, can we tape it back and tuck it under? Tough times. Mm. <laughs> oh, gosh. How about, I, and so our buddy Rick Cox, he said, my coworker had, a, had to cover a chemical burn. Ooh. And you're, you're immediately, you're like, oh, God, like, that sucks. Because mm-hmm. like, chemical burns are terrible. A hockey player dyed her hair, and a teammate tried to get the dye off the back of her neck with a magic eraser, and it caused a chemical burn, is what I'm assuming. And so she had to tape it, or he had to tape it, her neck. She had to tape it. Man. That's a, that's a weird like one. Like a dry right erase marker? I don't know. A dry I've erase? Never, a dry, I'm a, I'm dry assuming, marker eraser? Uh, no, a magic eraser, like the, uh, what's the bald guy cleaning solution, um, Mister Clean. I th- like, there's he like that company makes those okay. white pads. You get them a little wet, and you can like erase stuff. Oh, like scuff marks on your walls. Okay, right. Somebody tried to get the dye off of somebody's skin with it. Is what I'm assuming. Oh, that's gotta suck. That that would oof, that tough. That's really tough. I think. I mean, I don't know. We've all we've all taped, you know, an ace wrap or a you know elastic bandage mm-hmm. onto somebody's groin, which can always be, in certain situations, be a little bit awkward, particularly if somebody doesn't have any underwear on. I think it. <laughs> I think the whole the whole premise. Two things really stick out to me. Is one, how resourceful we can be and have to be Absolutely. and usually are. Uh-huh. And two, how many different things people just go, yep, I know the person who can take care of that. Correct, right? It's and like so anything I think, in the world could be happening. It's like what would the athletic trainer do? Well, and then um we had somebody that wrote in um about a nicotine patch. Mm. Right? taping a nicotine patch back on one of the athletes because they wanted to get him to stop vaping. Oh, yeah. It was um, Edward. And I love that he put in there, he's like, I was happy to do it because I wanted him to stop vaping. Like, most people just would have taken it off, right? Like, you're in the middle of a practice or something, like, ah, just throw it out or whatever. Like, nope, that's staying the F on there, and I'm going to put some – you know, I'm going to glue it onto your skin. Well, because if it gets the double overtime and you're, fe- and you're fiending. <laughs> if you, if you're fiending. Where's my vape pen? <laughs> I need a jewel pod. Hold on, coach. I just got to hit the I gotta hit the locker room real quick. 
Oh gotta my get, gotta get it, my jewel going on. It it reminds me a lot of the junk drawer conversation we had. It is like, very junk drawer. We need to be ready for anything and everything, anything and everything. God, you have to have seventeen different tapes for everything. There's so many what the f moments that come up. Yeah, like just like oh, okay, yeah, I'll figure something out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, good stuff. Love it. Good stuff. All right, let's wrap this one up. Okay. Take us home, Chad. Take us home. <laughs> so I got to clean up my own mess to begin with. Okay. Um, usually in the intro, we wrap up things that we talked about um, previous week, and I forgot to do one thing. That's fine. Um, We're in the wrap-up section. Yeah. Last week, we talked uh, Owen Wilson versus Vince Vaughn's character, Wedding Crashers. Yep. Um, I forgot to mention that we had a poll pull yeah. up about who would be the better athletic trainer um, is super super close Who's 51% winning? of the vote went to Vince Vaughn oh, 49 okay. to Owen Wilson so there's the a slight fella. edge there yeah cool um, also we still are crossing states off our list yes, Wyoming and Connecticut have been accounted for nice so real um, nice yeah we're doing great let the us know what state states. you're listening from yeah please let us know so um, it's it's just kind of fun to know where everybody's at. It's we've we've mentioned it before on the podcast. It's kind of it's really humbling, but also like really interesting that me and Chad are sitting here in little Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we have our little close knit community of people that we know at UW Milwaukee, and with the jobs that we've had in the past. But it's kind of crazy to think that somebody in Wyoming is listening to us. Uh, hopefully, like driving home from work. It's Which great. It's really cool. So, yeah, it's great that we can share all this with you. Um, yeah. So, if you want to let us know you're out there, I think one of the best ways to do that would be to write us a review. I would agree to that. iTunes or Apple Podcasts or yeah. wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't had one of those in a while. So, we would love oh, to see yeah. somebody give us a review. We'd appreciate that. Um, follow us along our social media platforms at candid underscore ATC. Correct. Uh, and other than that, I don't know. Have a good week. We'll try something new next week. Yes, we will. All right. Take care. Bye. Chat, I'm recording. Oh, we're recording. (laughs) I'm just just singing Outcast over here. (laughs) Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm just so fresh and so fresh and so clean, clean. If we can just sit around and just press record then that's easy. I don't know. See what happens. I just lost my cord. Oh, no. My, where's my snare? <laughs> my, my, I need, my, I need my headphones. more snare in my headphones.